Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Geek Vibes Live. As you guys can see already, I waited this time for Dane to play the drop. That is called progression, my friend. I was so scared. Uh, <laughs> no, I said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And I waited, and it was so worth it. Um, anyway, I wanted to start the show off with some really good news. I know you guys always find it hilarious when I say welcome to episode 5 million. I actually have an episode Number. This is episode Bullshit. 25 of Geek Vibes Live. Believe it or not, oh, it is nice. only 25. It is only 25. That's such bullshit. But, but there's no fun to that. So wipe that out of your minds. Welcome to Geek Vibes Live, episode 5,006,432. We have a great show <laughs> I knew it. In, in store for you guys tonight. <laughs> and it's going to be mm. a lot of fun. Let me announce our... Uh, colorful panelists. Let's start off with uh, Jojo Baggins himself. What's going on, Joel? What's up, Juju? Could you let's do this? All right, Joel. I told you never to say that name. Anyway, you uh, started what's it, going bitch. On, Nick? <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, I like that. It's a little I am the walrus reference. Juju, kachu, juju, kachu. I like it. Hey. There you go. Dane gets that, by the way. Uh, I know nobody not, else. That is not a trend. That's not a trend of this show. We will not be calling me Juju or any variation of the word. Uh, Shannon, what's going on, Shannon? Hey, how's everybody doing? I good. am excited uh, to just be able to talk, have fun, fun, and have a good show tonight. All right, let's do it. But first, we cannot forget about the bearded wonder. The sexual icon himself. What's going on? Oh. I think that's the first time I've been called the, uh, the the beard wonder. At least, never mind. Um, hi guys. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, what's uh-huh. up, Mookie? How you doing? I don't know who Mookie is, but that's all right. But uh, yeah, I am the bearded wonder. You just completely just took me off, uh, you know, my element right now. So I'm just gonna pass it to you. Well, appreciate. Shout it. out to Mookie Blaylock. Absolutely. Uh, hashtag about. free Meek Mill. Hashtag free Meek Mill. Anyway, let's start the show, guys. Hashtag leave uh, them in there. <laughs> we got we got to give shout outs when we can get it, guys. Anyway, let's start off with some news, guys. Um, we're gonna start off with uh some small news so we can kind of get it out of the way because we don't really have an official uh word on this yet, so we're just speculating on this. Uh, we're gonna start off with uh. Some news came out about the possibility of The Rock, The Rock's Black Adam being a possible part of Suicide Squad Part 2. Joel, correct me if I'm wrong. It was not clear if he would be the villain or just a part of the movie. Yeah, it was not clear if he'd be the main villain or just a, a main part of the movie, like a surprise at the end or something. Right. Uh, we all know that uh, we kind of don't want another super-powered uh, villain to go up against people who have guns and bats. So I'm hoping that's not the case. 
because uh, we know Black Adam could kill the entire Suicide Squad cast with a snap of his finger, so that wouldn't be much of a movie at all. Uh, Nick, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on the possibility of Black Adam being either a cameo or a full appearance in uh, Suicide Squad 2? Great. Put him in there. Like, let's let's see it already. I mean, how long has The Rock been, like, waiting in the wings? Like, just, just wherever wherever you can fit him that makes sense. Um, and if if you can fit him in there for, I don't care, a minute or, you know, 20 minutes, like, just do it. Like, I, I'm, we all want to see The Rock as Black Adam. So just put him in there. Uh, if, if it works with your story, if you're looking for a character to use and Black Adam fits that bill, then put him in there. Now, what I don't want to see is him forced in there um, when it's not necessary. I think we can all kind of agree that um, most of like the Joker's parts in the original Suicide Squad kind of came across as unnecessary. Now, a lot of that had to do with how much they um, cut down his role um, so I don't necessarily want to see him shoehorn in there, but what I would like to see is him being a necessary cog in that wheel. Um, now, my only uh, other hesitation is I would rather see Deathstroke because I just feel like it would make more sense. But who's to say we can't have both? Give us both, DC. I'm all about that, so I hope to see it. I mean, I honestly can't argue against that. Why not give us both? Uh, main thing I'd be looking forward is uh, forward to is Will Smith versus The Rock, just to see who had the most uh, one-liners. Uh, Shannon, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the possibility of The Rock's Black Adam joining Suicide Squad too? I absolutely love the idea of The Rock in tights and a nice-looking outfit. <laughs> No Photoshop and abs. It's going to be real. I'm looking forward to the eye candy. Oh, wow. I mean, (laughs) hey. (laughs) That I'm really excited for. But on a a real note, um, I'm a big fan of his acting. He has good charisma. He's good in his roles. But I hope the acting part of it, like the the realism of it, like it's not going to be just the funny, charismatic, you know, Dwayne Johnson playing himself in role type thing, I hope. So I hope the acting part matches up to the expectation of the superhero role that people walk into, you know. But if he nails it, I think it's going to be great in just the dynamics, like you had said, with, like, the one-liners and stuff. I hope it's not forced and it doesn't look like, oh, that's The Rock wearing, you know, a uniform. But I hope it's actually that's Black Adam. Like, I hope he takes the role and we know that that's him and that's his thing and we forget he's The Rock. That's what I hope for beyond the uh, eye candy. Yeah. But the Deathstroke would be nice, too. Listen, I have no argument uh, about that at all. Seeing The Rock in in that scenario, especially, and can I just say, that already, if they bring back Viola Davis, you know, Will Smith coming back, Margot Robbie, it's already a colorful cast uh, and a very talented mm-hmm. cast as it is. The Rock is somebody who has gotten a lot better with his acting. Um, so he definitely deserves credit in that. But I'll be paying more attention to how much screen time he gets because I'm still trying to picture in my head like a Black Adam solo that doesn't necessarily have to do with Shazam. And whatever I get from 
his appearance, whether or not this comes out before Black Adam, but whatever I get from this, I think will maybe get me even more hype uh, about the idea of a Black Adam solo. And I'd even go as far as to say, Nick, uh, that's the same thing I feel for Deathstroke. Uh, if I see him in uh, a small capacity in Suicide Squad 2, it'll get me even more excited about uh, the, his solo. So, I mean, it, it, it's so many ladders that, uh, you know, The Rock being in Suicide Squad 2 climbs up for a lot of people who might not be that sold on the idea of a Black Adam solo. Well, once you see him in this, interacting with uh, all these other characters, you'll definitely be on board after that, I would hope. Um Joel, what are your thoughts on Black Adam joining Suicide Squad 2? I, well, well, it came out, not like, what, this, what is this, like, the beginning of this week, and I was very, I was hyped, because I was like, finally, we're going to probably get to see Black Adam, and I know they're moving forward with Suicide Squad 2, where they have a director and everything. Um, I'm happy about it. I'm not really upset. I know uh, I had a conversation with somebody on our page that he was kind of underwhelmed at the idea of it because of what happened with the Enchantress, and I totally understand that part because he, well, you know, it's a suicide mission to go after Black Adam by themselves. It really is. I mean, <laughs> they live up to their name on that regard. But the point is, apparently he's going to be used, he's going to be a tomb. It's going to be like the tomb of Black Adam that they're, uh, they're going after because someone else is going after this, so they're stopping someone else from getting their hands on it. And obviously that it's an ultimate weapon, which turned out to be Black Adam himself. Could be just a cameo role, probably not a very large role at all. Um, or it could be maybe a mediocre role, like like maybe just a, a second, like the third act or whatever. Um, whichever it is, I'm happy with just seeing him like at all. It was him do whatever he does, even if he doesn't even talk. You just see like a maybe they give you a history lesson, you know, a little history lesson at the end, and I'll be fine with just that. Um, but I'm just curious to see how the rest of it goes along. Uh, if they include Deathstroke, that'd be that'd be even better. <laughs> like that'd be fucking great. But if not, I'm cool with whatever they give me. I'm just I want to know more about what what the story involves because I have heard pushback on the fact that that might not be true. Um, that some people reached out to Vox people, but obviously they're not gonna say yes to shit like that right now anyway. So even if it was true, he's probably just holding back because you know the Rock likes to come out with the news himself. So <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, if that's actually true at all. But I'm excited if it is uh, going to happen. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't. I think The Rock next year alone has, like, what, 16 movies uh, scheduled to come out next year, so he'd be a little too busy. So that three a year for the next five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we actually have one from him this December with uh, Jumanji. Jun- uh, uh, that's a Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah Jumanji. <laughs> jungle Book. <laughs> no, I don't think it's Jungle Book. Hey, Jumanji uh, yeah. fantastic, okay? Yeah, I love Jumanji. I agree. Jumanji. I, I, I love no argument here. Yeah, yeah no arguments Jumanji. from anyone here. We all love Jumanji. Um, but we all agree, <laughs> besides Deathstroke and Black Adam, what Suicide Squad 2 needs is more Batman. Anyway, Dane, uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the possibility of Black Adam uh, finding his way to Suicide Squad 2? Well, I think they should kill off all the Suicide Squad people and Black Adam and just make it a <laughs> Batman movie. That's what I think. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. The wet dream of mine. Hell of a way to start it. But 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 uh, in all seriousness, the thing is, if this is a cameo, this is completely different, and it could very well just be a cameo. But the possibility of one, I mean, yeah, superhero film, 
it's an anti-hero, I guess, that they're trying to make Black Adam a little bit more than just, you know, more villain. Um, mm-hmm. But just being able to see possibly Will Smith and The Rock together on screen with the amount of charisma, like, I would assume they would have good chemistry right off the bat. So maybe that dynamic. I'm thinking that if he's more than just a cameo, uh, that what they're probably going to be doing is somewhat that Amanda Waller is building up her own team to deal with metahumans like the Justice League. She needs someone else, and maybe this will be building up possibly to a Legion of Doom. I don't know if I go that far into it, but that's why they go to the tomb to revive Black Adam for someone to be on par with Superman's level of power. Because I'm assuming this is before or after Captain Marvel comes out. It might be after, actually. So maybe it's to fight whoever. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Shazam. Um, it's to fight whoever, and uh, I don't. It, the, the one thing that doesn't add up, obviously, is none of those guys together could do that. They couldn't. They couldn't beat the the Beyonce witch or whatever the hell that thing was in the, in the first Suicide Squad movie. So you know, um, I don't think. I think that they need to get some power hitters, obviously, you know, uh, on there aside from uh, Croc. So maybe I, I was looking through DC villains, and I'm pretty well-versed, if you will, in DC villains. I can't find anyone that would make sense to have on the team to go against Black Adam or an opposite person for Black Adam to go against other than Superman. So that's what I'm guessing. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I was, I was kidding about the Batman movie, by the way. Uh, it's got it's to be Suicide Squad because, you know, you know. Duh. Don't ever <laughs> kid about that, Dane. We always need more Batman. I'm sorry! Anyway, um, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, I don't think they're going to go the route of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, of making Black Adam anywhere near a villain. Uh, I liked what you were saying uh, about Amanda Waller needing her own team uh, if she ever decides to go up against the Justice League and who's the best person to take out Superman Black Adam, for more than one reason. Uh, not only is he as strong as Superman, but Superman's weakness is magic. Um, so that's definitely a ace in her pocket she would love to have. And, but if you think about it, if that's the, the route they go, she could be uh, forming her own Legion of Doom. Because if you think about it, the perfect person to take out Superman, Black Adam. Perfect person to take out Batman, uh, Deathstroke. So, I mean, you can you can keep maybe going through the line of things, and who knows, maybe she reaches out to Black Manta, um, you know, after the whole Aquaman uh, solo. So Makes she sense. could be forming her own team. She could be forming with her Lex. own team with Lex, with Lex. And, you know, we were hearing uh, ideas of possibly seeing Cheetah somewhere down the line. That's another person for her to add to her team. Captain Cold, she could add to her team for the Flash. So there's so many great things they could do from this that could stem from this. So him just being a tomb as Joel was, uh, was reporting the idea of him just being a tomb and them having to go, uh, get that tomb before someone, you know, someone in the wrong hands gets to it or whatever. Uh, I could definitely see, see that as a possibility. And I'd love that. Um, so, I mean, there's so many great ways they could, they could use to go through, um, different scenarios of that. Uh, real quick, Ooh, excuse me, to add these two in very quickly. We don't have to stay on it too long unless you guys want to. Um, it was officially announced Daredevil Season 3 will be starting this week. Um, and Iron Fist will be starting, I believe, next month. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll go around very quickly, just some small expectations and your hype level uh, for them. 
Uh, I'll start with you, Joel. Your uh, your hype level and your expectations for Daredevil season three. My hype levels are always high for Daredevil, um, and I'm happy that it's starting soon. So we'll probably get some uh, behind the scenes pictures uh, soon and what they're doing because we've gotten some for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. So I'm excited. I'm super hyped for Daredevil. I can't wait. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Iron Fist, eh, we'll see. I need a I'm, I'm, still, ex- I'm still excited for Iron Fist, so uh, if you ask me about Iron Fist, I'm just happy that they're filming all four in the same year. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jessica let's not Jones, forget. Locade, mm-hmm. Let's not forget, we got three this year, I believe. Uh, there yeah. is a possibility we could get four next year. There is a very yeah. huge possibility. Uh, if they space it out right, they can. I wouldn't have any issue with that. None whatsoever. Uh, Nick. One a quarter. Exactly. One a quarter. There you go. Nick, what are your expectations and your hype level for Daredevil season three and, you know, that thing Iron Fist or whatever? (laughs) Well, let's, uh, you know, when you got good news and you got bad news, usually best to do the bad news first. (laughs) So I'll, uh, I'll talk about Iron Fist first. Um, I, I just hope that it's not like, um, like a task to watch it. Like the watching the first um, season of it was a task. Um, it was uh, had very few moments that I actually enjoyed. Like most of it was um, to me like it didn't hit anywhere. Like it didn't hit uh, with with the acting. It didn't hit with the characters. It didn't hit with the development. Um, it didn't hit with the action. Like, at least, like, I feel like if it if it had been, like, if they had played up the hokiness a little bit, which I guess doesn't really fit the brand of their, um, of the their Netflix uh, lineup, um, the, the, the hokey side of things. Um, so I understand why they didn't. But I feel like if it had at least done that and, like, played as, like, a 13-hour like a kung fu movie, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Like, I would have been able to enjoy the campiness. Um, but it just wasn't, it, it wasn't good. And y'all, I'm not telling you, you guys anything you don't already know as far as my opinion there. Um, so I just hope it's not like a task to watch it. Like, I hope that I can find some amount of enjoyment in it. Um, I'm really hoping that, um, it doesn't become like what walking dead is to me now where it's like, I watch it every week. Um, but just to see what's going to happen, um, but I don't really care, like, and I don't even know why I still watch it. Um, but, uh, so hopefully it'll, it'll get a notch above and, you know, be something that I can enjoy, um, on some, some level. Um, as far as Daredevil season three, I am so excited for it. The Daredevil, Daredevil season one was just like an awesome uh, jumping point uh, for them to start with. Daredevil season two, like expanded the universe in such a rich and creative way and brought us, you know, two like excellent new characters in Elektra and the Punisher, um, which I'm also excited for that. Um, So I'm really excited to see where they take Daredevil. I'm excited to see what kind of role the the Kingpin is going to play and watch his ultimate rise to the kingpin because we saw a little bit of that in in the middle of season two but we didn't really get to see um like his ultimate rise and and to where he really becomes the kingpin 
Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how his character progresses and how they work that character in. And I'm hoping that they use um, some aspects of, I, and I don't expect them to go like all in on it, but I'm hoping they uh, use some aspects of the Frank Miller um, Daredevil uh, graphic novel and it, the, the name of it escapes me at this, this moment. Um, but I think it would be really, really cool. Could be really interesting. Um, and I'm optimistic that we're going to get to see Bullseye because um, that's somebody that we all want to see. Um, so yeah, I'm super geeked out for uh, for Daredevil season three. Yeah, I agree with you. Hashtag we need more Electra. Also, um, yes. Shannon, what are your uh, where's your hype level and what are your expectations for Daredevil season three? Um, I think I'm um pretty much uh, right there with Nick on that. I think the possibilities of everything that's going to be happening in season three and the characters and everything just kind of getting built more and more in depth and seeing characters come to rise, I think is great and awesome. The world of Daredevil I've always loved. I've always liked the idea that he's kind of down the street from Spider-Man and he's kind of in the realm, you know, the same neighborhood as the Punisher and stuff. So he's always got a cool uh, city and, and story and characters. But besides that one movie, I'm glad that it's gotten this avenue and that it's got its following and it's getting another season and it's getting more and more in depth. So I think the characters are great and the more they can do with it, you know, the better. So I think it's fantastic. I'm looking forward to, to more involved and fleshed out characters and pretty much everything Nick said, he was pretty much on point with, with all of that, really. Um, The Electra and the Kingpin thing, there's a lot of great stories there that, I mean, we may not see on a big screen. So, you have the time and the resources to really get in depth with that type of stuff when you're in a series. And I hope they really take advantage of that for the storytelling aspect. So I'm really excited to see where they go and how far they take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The biggest thing is to see uh, if they decide to uh, immediately pick up where Defenders left off, or will that be more of a flashback, or, or will we not see Daredevil for the first few episodes, maybe we see Foggy. Maybe we see uh, Karen. Oh, oh God, God. I, I almost said that. Uh, yeah, I almost said that. Oh. <clears throat> uh, I'd rather um, I'd rather it start the season off with us not seeing Daredevil the first episode. Maybe, as Nick was saying, maybe see more of Kingpin, his uh, his ability to get out of prison and reclaim. Uh, uh, man, I just forgot what the the city is called. Um, Health Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, um, and reclaim all of Hell's Kitchen. So I definitely love to see an avenue like that. Uh, but I'm very interested to see where they pick up from where the defenders left off. Uh, Dane, I will pass it to you, and promise not to say anything else about Karen. Uh, what are your expectations? Um, and where's your hype level for uh, Daredevil season three? <laughs> you almost gave the keys to Karen and 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 the dude from Mighty Ducks, but now he's not cool anymore. Oh, God. Anyways, yeah, if they do that, I kind of like the, uh, yeah, whatever, Foggy, Tamagi. Um, If if they do that, (laughs) I'd rather them, yeah, go after the villain aspect. Show us where Fisk has been for the first episode. Let it be known that, you know, Matt's gone, if you will, and everyone dealing with that. And uh, maybe have it right after... um, after the other, the other, uh, the, what the heck was that called? Defenders. Sorry. Um, But yeah, the one thing I'm really looking forward to Daredevil because I thought the last good thing Netflix has done was Daredevil season two, um, like really, really good. 
So I'm hoping to have, you know, big expectations for it, but I've had that for all the other Netflix shows. So it honestly brings them down a little bit, especially with, I, I really enjoyed uh, Defenders, but I, I was expecting a little bit more because they had years to prep for it, but we've already gone into that. So um, I think Daredevil's going to be awesome. I definitely think that we're going to see Bullseye, uh, hopefully more Electra, hell of a lot more Kingpin, Vince D'Onofrio, found the best role probably, or one of the best roles at least in his life. Um, and just really get delve into that gritty world. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, Iron Fist. And the reason why I'm saying that I'm kind of excited is because a, a guy named Scott Buck, which rhymes with what the fuck, because what the fuck did Scott <laughs> Buck do to this and the Inhumans? Please someone explain to me that the guy that made, that produced Six Feet Under, Rome, Dexter, Fuck those two things up, but whatever. The good thing, the good news is that someone else is in charge of everything. So maybe we can actually get a martial arts fucking show and not have to deal with that stuff. Sorry, it drives me crazy because I actually did watch a show after telling everyone I wasn't going to, and it was, I mean, it, it, it was what it was. Uh, you know, it was the Matrix instead of actually being a martial arts thing. I guess Daredevil was enough for him, but the thing's called Iron Fist. Just the immortal, you fucking. Sorry, I'm getting angry. I'm done with that. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that this next season is going to be great, and I'm looking forward to Punisher comes out next week. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can uh, I have one yeah. more oh, thing? Yeah. Actually, I forgot. Absolutely. Um, Good. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Dane brought it up. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm really excited for him, and I am so sorry I didn't even bring it up when I when I spoke about it earlier. He is a really good actor that I feel doesn't really get a lot of big noticeable Agreed. roles, you know. And he was I I and this is might sound stupid, but I really liked him when he played the bug Edgar in Men in Black. And mm-hmm. after that, he did uh, the Newton Boys, and I was like, that's cool. But then he was um correct me if I'm wrong, but he was that crazy like woodsman guy in the what was it the Revenant? Is that it with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm-hmm. Um. Was, that was just amazing, you know. And he was in Full really Metal Jacket, too. Gomer yeah, Pyle. Yeah, absolutely. He's really a very talented and underused actor. So I think that right there is the level of excitement for the show, period. I mean, also, let's not sleep on the fact that he was amazing in Law & Order. Maybe yeah. not Not that anyone really watches, watched it uh, that much. I definitely didn't. I loved him in that. Uh, I did because my mom does. To... <laughs> Great show, man. I love the same, same Dave. Um, I'm going to pass it to you, Nick, uh, to end us uh, with this topic. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, t- two things. One, yes, my, my mom is absolutely in love with Vincent D'Onofrio because of his character on Law and Order Criminal Intent. I believe his name was Gorham um, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, Nerd. that character was was very complex, and and probably the like the show wasn't like anything special, but that character was really really great and really well thought out, and he brought a lot to it. Um, I got two things. One, um, the the graphic novel that I was thinking of is Born Again. I hope they pull some um, some elements out of that, um, like. I don't necessarily need to see Karen as downtrodden um, in that as she gets in the TV show as she gets in the graphic novel. 
Um, like, I don't need her to be, like, a hooker and addicted to, like, crack. Um, so we don't need to go that yeah. far. But, but, I mean, I do think um, they could definitely play up the fact that she's going to be in Punisher and she desperately wants to save him. And, obviously, nobody's going to save the Punisher, um, at least not anytime soon anyway. Um, and the fact that she uh, thinks that she's lost Matt I think that could definitely work into spiraling her into some kind of depression um, where she's, she has that kind of downtrodden um, uh, character, um, and I think that could work. You could pull a lot of elements from Born Again um, to, 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 like, fit that in there. Um, and, I mean, that's just one of the most um, widely renowned graphic novels pretty much ever, and that's, like, saying something, um, especially, like... I mean, just when it comes to Frank Miller graphic novels, that's up there. So, um, but also, I wanted to pose a question to everybody really quickly. Um, you can only choose no. one to die. You can only choose one to die. Foggy or Karen? Dane, go. <laughs> Foggy, out of here. To one. Curve bullet. JFK hey, Bullet. JFK Bullet. I'm Jolie ain't in this shit. You gotta pick one. No, 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 no. JFK Bullet. The magic bullet, damn it. That kills both of them. I win. I'm sorry. I thought we were in Wanted. I thought we were in Wanted. I'm sorry. Um, Karen. Okay, Joel. Karen. And Shannon. Um. I'll say Foggy because now it's two to two and we need a tiebreaker. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally don't want to see either one of them go. I like both of them. But if I had to pick one, since I started the topic, and it would be very cheap of me to back out uh, after you all uh, gave, gave your picks. Um, I would go with oh. Karen simply because that opens the door for Electra to come back in. And it also, um, I think, would be a slightly stronger emotional impact. At least it could be. Not that Foggy wouldn't be as well. Um, but I also think uh, the way that they could utilize Foggy with, with the, um, the kind of legal, legal department-esque stuff uh, makes sense, him working with Hogarth and all that. Um, I think he, he is a, a, a good, good character to pop up a little bit here and there. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Karen. Kitty. Can he take care of a rec hockey league on the weekends, like trying to build them up and <laughs> yeah, that, get them out of the swamp? That swap? would be apropos, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would be, That'd be awesome. That. That'd be awesome. Need Blair. But let's, need Blair. let's move on from the funeral that we were planning for Karen and move on to our next topic. Um, finally, finally, Nick, the day we have been asking finally. for for so long. Seems like it is coming. It is not that yet, Dane. Um... But hopefully, what we've been dreaming for, Nick, the day has, has, has actually officially come. Uh, Star Wars is getting a new trilogy uh, that will be uh, pretty much produced and directed uh, and led by Ryan Johnson. He did say it is going to be outside of the Skywalkers in a far realm of the galaxy that has not been explored yet. That sounds so much like... I, I can't even say it because I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> Nick, what are you expecting from this new trilogy uh, of Star Wars? Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> That's what I am maybe not expecting, but that is what I am longing for and hoping we get to see. Um, uh, like, look, 
two things. One, I do think it's interesting that they chose to say, like, utilize the words that he would have a blank canvas and that they would be tackling something that we that you know the Star Wars universe has, has yet to tackle. All of that jazz. But when you, when you really break that down, it's very vague. You don't like nobody really knows if they mean it yet to tackle in film or yet to tackle in any sort of medium. Like, is he going to just be uh, handed the keys to just create his own completely own characters, completely own story with no ties to anything else? Just you know, go make a trilogy of movies. Um, if that's the case, I'm not. I can't say I would be disappointed because I, I, I'm a big fan of Ryan Johnson, um, but I do think there's just so many of us who want to see Knights of the Old Republic, and if they could give him a blank canvas and say, here's some material you could use um, and just use use whatever you would like, um, but by all means, you go ahead and make the story because as we all know, that is no longer canon. So he can, you know, pick and prod whatever he wants and put it in there. Um, now, I've said for a long time that I would prefer to see it as a television show because I think they could do, give it a little more justice in that sort of um, arena. Um, and they did announce along with this that they are going to be doing a television show. So I would not be upset if the television show was Knights of the Old Republic um, run by, oh, what's his name? The guy who, who did Clone Wars um, and Rebels. Um, and Baloney? Baloney? Yes, thank you, Dave Filoni. Baloney, Baloney, Yes. So I would, not be, I would not be the least bit upset if, if, they gave, if they gave Knights of the Old Republic to Filoni to do on, like, whatever media probably it would be on their new streaming service that's what i would what i would bet on um but if if they gave him that like totally cool and we just get to see like ryan johnson do a trilogy of just something crazy out there whatever um just one way or the other like give me knights of the old republic i don't care which one it is either i'll take either one just just one of them needs to be knights of the old republic because it's such a rich dark a story that they could just do so much with. Um, my only hesitation as far as the television show is the budget, but, man, the way technology has progressed and the fact that Disney has more money than God, like, th- th- I'm not really that concerned about the budgetary things. Like, I mean, they would, they're going to make their money back if they make a Knights of the Old Republic television show, and it's going to at least be on par of any of the quality stuff that you get on Netflix or HBO um, with that kind of backing. So either way, give me Knights of the Old Republic and one or the other, and then just make whatever one is not Knights of the Old Republic super cool, and I'm going to be so happy. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with that that sentiment. My biggest thing is I have always, since, I, I, since they put out the, the whole cut scenes of Knights of the Old Republic, there's just something about Darth Malgus that screams a movie screen to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if it was in a TV format because you got to kind of take it where you can get it. I understand that. But if I could get Darth Malgus on the big screen, man, I've been waiting for that for so long. That's actually a fan cast I'm going to work on is casting Darth Malgus. Ooh, uh, nice. Joel, what are your thoughts 
on the trilogy being away from the Skywalkers, and what do you think could possibly uh, be the story that they go with to replace it? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. But I have no like no preconceived idea of what they can go, what direction they can go in. I think you're probably right. It could be Knights of the Old Republic. They have a lot to work with there. They could do that, and they can go back, uh, what's it, like a thousand years, and you don't got to worry about mm-hmm. anything else. So, like, you don't got to worry about tying it in with history and all that. But overall, like, I personally think yeah. that, like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I just, whatever they give me, I'm happy with. It's one of those things. Um, so it's like, I'll take whatever they give me, like they did with the cartoons. Like, what, like, I'll tell you right now, aside from the, the new trilogy that they're going to throw it out, that they're throwing out there, apparently they're also working on a TV series and they're on their Disney streaming app. So we're going to get, we're getting a series and we're going to getting a new trilogy of movies. So it could, either one could turn out to be Knights of the Old Republic. So you might get what you want, regardless if it's not the trilogy. Um, but I have no, I have no real idea what I want. I'm, I'm just with Star Wars. Most of the time, it's just I'll sit and watch whatever they give me, and I'll just take it in as it comes in. I don't know enough about um, um, the legend stuff. That that's probably not can that's not canon anymore. So I'm just I take as what they give. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely understand. A lot of their really rich and great stories are are, are not really canon anymore. Uh, the biggest thing I would have liked a TV show from, even an animated show from is uh, Force Unleashed with um, Starkiller. I thought that would have been a, a, a great story for Dave Filoni to tell for it to go about as long as um, uh, Rebels just went. Maybe, you know, three, four, four seasons, maybe five. Uh, but I thought that would have been a great story for them to go with. Who knows if that's something that they can kind of maybe twist around and still use. Because I told you guys before, the idea of Vader having an apprentice um, that just wrecks havoc and then turns around and, and, and becomes like his worst nightmare. I love the idea of that. Anytime we could see Vader uh, more, I'm always for that. Um, but who knows? Like I said, it's not even canon anymore. They might not even my, care to want to explore. My, my favorite story that I've heard that they wanted to go through is the one with uh, Boba Fett and the bounty hunters and them all fighting for this one thing. Like, I really would like to see that. Like, I would love to see all, all the like the best bounty hunters in the galaxy all fiending for the same whatever the hell it is. You know, that would be really cool. I remember hearing about that, that that was an option for, I think they, that was the initial pitch for, like, Rogue One, and then they switched it up. But, yeah, that that's really cool to me. I would love to see that down the road. Not in a trilogy, well, but, like, as a one-shot or whatever. And and let me just throw this out there just for just for shits and giggles. Um, Shadows of the Empire would be another terrific thing that they could do. Um, and we could all get Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dane. We could all get Sebastian Stan as, as Luke Skywalker. But anyway, obviously, I upset Dane because be he's amazing. waiting on that. So what? please elaborate, Dane. I'll shut the hell up. Well, well, actually, I was going to first – screw everything up, man. All right. Well, I was going to start <laughs> off, but I, I think it's very obvious – what 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 Johnson's doing? Um, he introduced a character within this movie that I think the next trilogy is going to be about the history of the pork. Um, I think that's very important for us Star Wars fans. Um, there's a character that's an animated of the porks called. No, 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 no. They're going to go full out, uh, about $150 million budget, um, and uh, just go balls to the wall with porkage. 
Uh, Bizzle Bob is the name of the main pork. It's his adventure. Uh, very much like Lord of the Rings meets um, Showgirls, kind of. Uh, a little bit different. Than that, but, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, the mental <laughs> picture. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. Down, and great. All right, all right, all right, all right. So uh, the non-Skywalker thing, I I do hope that either it could be, like you suggested, Joel, some type of crime drama, not a Boba Fett movie. He can be a character within it, but a but Ryan Johnson doing a crime, like uh, you know, a big crime movie in space with all the different characters like Jabba the Hutt and the different types of you know bounty hunters. That would be a lot of fun if they made a trilogy out of that. Or if they decide to do the uh, Knights of the Old Republic as a trilogy, flip over. Knights would also do a great uh, TV show a la, uh, whatchamacallit, Game of Thrones, something on those type of lines. So it would also be good for that. Or you could do, you know, Shadows of the Empire, which is a great story, and get some other characters to play these characters during that time period. But, yeah, basically everyone said that. But at least there's Porgs with my stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yours was the funniest bit, so there you go. I can't even say say his is the most (laughs) realistic because we now all want that Uh, Shannon uh, what are your thoughts on uh, a new trilogy away from the Skywalkers and what do you think could possibly be the story that they decide to go with well I unfortunately loved a lot of the novels that those stories and characters may never see the light of day and some of these movies, because there's so much, so many different worlds, um, different species. Um, you know, there's animals that can are Force-sensitive. There's the cousins of the huts that have their own kind of crime organization. So I, I would like to see some of these new things that I've been able to read about and imagine in my brain. But, however, um, as you've already mentioned, the, the bounty hunters and the smugglers, You know, through all of Star Wars and all of its history, you know, everyone always asks you, are you a Jedi or are you a Sith? And my response has always been, for all the time, I'm a smuggler. (laughs) I'm a smuggler. I want to see, you know, them go to to all the smugglers' dens, the skips. I want to see the dang Kessel Run. And I want more smugglers and bounty hunters. I think that's such a good good characters, good storylines. You see a lot of them throughout all the movies. Um, but I do wish some of the, the things that they brought you to in the, those novels would, would kind of come to light, um, you know, with the Wookiees home and how it is in the games. You know, if they did all the Knights of the Old Republic, it'd be a guaranteed hit, of course. But I'm, I'm a big Star Wars geek and a Star Wars fan. I'd like to see them go farther and deeper into the nerddom of it to where there might be things that, only certain people do know because they're so enriched with the lore of it. Um, but for me, it's got to be more smug- smugglers. It's got to be more bounty hunters because they just don't touch on that enough, not near enough. And I think that whole world would just be completely interesting and it'd be completely away from the Skywalkers. But you could still hear about it, of course, you know, the legends of Skywalker, whatever. But the director, again, though, I, I would want to touch base with him. He, I was a big fan of that Looper movie. That was yeah. a great movie, and Breaking Bad. So I think, uh, I forget one, which one of y'all mentioned it, that they, they can do whatever they want, we'll eat it up. I think, yes, that's completely true. When you're at this level of Star Wars fanaticism, you could almost get anything, and you're going to love it. But the fact that it's that director, and with the history he's had, and the success he's had, I think that even makes it a better bet that no matter what it is, 
it's probably going to be really good. But it does definitely need a lot more smugglers and bounty hunters, hands down. Yeah, yeah I don't and, I, and a space that. opera crime drama, like Dane said, w- would just be awesome. Yeah, I would oh, say yeah. Knights of the Old Republic is more built for oh, right. the big screens. And your idea of the smugglers is definitely something that could be a, a show on their new streaming service. And I'll even go as far as to say um, I, I, I'll i take the guess that most of you guys have seen um, Star Wars The Clone Wars. And if you have, I would so love a Cad Bane story or a Cad Bane-led show. Uh, I, I just fell in love with the character of Cad Bane uh, and would love to see him be one of the, the thieves or smugglers or whatever. I would just love to see a, a show uh, with Cad Bane in it. I think they could do so many great things with his character. Um, that That's what I thought of immediately as you were you were saying what you were saying. I was just like, oh, my God, Cad Bane. I just want Cad Bane in there so bad. Um, but, yeah, so many great things they could do with these Star Wars uh, avenues. Disney is getting its own streaming service. Uh, that will have Star Wars exclusive, um, well, you know, the streaming service exclusive shows on there. I, I do hope we get a live action show and an animated show, because uh, I, I will forever hold hope for <laughs> Star Killer to be in the movies or TV somewhere. Um, but yeah, did anyone have anything else to add on this topic before we move forward? We're getting another animated show too, so that's good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, can I just say I hate that um I feel like Dave Filoni's shows always keep getting cut too short. Like I thought Clone yeah. Wars could have had another successful season to close out that whole Anakin and Ahsoka storyline. And with Rebels, I feel like they could have had like one more season. I don't know what Disney but, is doing with Dave Filoni, but just let him keep doing what he's doing. That's all I ask for. Go ahead, I think he, he wants he wants to end this one though. Rebel, this is on his terms where Clone Wars, they kind of, it was abrupt. Like, this one, he has an ending for Rebels because he knows it's leading. I don't know if it leads directly into the next show, but he knows already what the next show is. So it's just a matter of what, what comes next. But I think he did plan on this ending. So he, like, he ended it. Like, he wanted to end it. He didn't want it to keep going. Oh, so then, okay, then that's fine. That's fine. I just love what he's done with Rebels. And how it kind of even uh, touched base with Rogue One, uh, bringing mm-hmm. in Forrest Whitaker yeah. to to do the voiceover mm-hmm. of his character from uh, Rogue One. I thought that was just amazing, yeah. and I, I love that Forrest Whitaker was willing to do that. Uh, that was super cool of him. Uh, but yeah, Dave, Dave Filoni has done amazing work um, with the animated shows. And last thing before we move on, I did want to mention another person who doesn't get that much credit because she's not. Um, as, you know, uh, known or as credited as Dave Filoni is. But George Lucas's daughter has had a lot to do with uh, uh, the Clone Wars uh, and the success of a few of their seasons. Uh, she did a handful of episodes. She did a couple episodes with Asajj Ventress. She did some really good work for them. I, I bought all the DVDs of uh, that series and was watching it, and they were talking about it. And she did some really good work, man. She definitely deserves a, a shout-out. And I hope maybe she could team up with Dave Filoni on whatever this next animated series is. Um, but let's move on. I'm actually going to pass this topic to Dane for Dane to take a lead on 
we are going to get into the possible deal with Marvel and Fox. Take it away, Dan. Hi! Oh, shit. I got nervous. I get <laughs> I get nervous. I talk really loud. Uh, <laughs> how are you guys doing? All right. Um, but seriously, there's been a lot of stuff being said about, uh, you know, Fox and Marvel, something that was never going to happen ever. Right, Peter? From, from that one message board on Comixology? You can go screw yourself, dude. Anyways. Uh, Five but years we, ago. I'm not, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, What I'm trying to say is we're going to break this up a little bit and explain the details, and we're going to go into some questions about this whole entire possible thing. Now, what we should note is that as of right now, there is no deal going on. Uh, There's lots of possibilities, and this could be conversations, because from I I listened to a bunch of different people that talked about this. Uh, John Campia had the greatest breakdown, I think, out of most people, because Dumb people like me were able to understand it for the most part, so that's good. Thanks, Sean. Um, but, yeah, basically, <laughs> apparently Fox was actually kind of talking to Disney because Disney's trying to consume content to build up their own streaming service. So they want to have enough content because they realize that the amount of money now, the best way to do that is with you know a streaming service. Uh, if you're wondering how the hell that factors in compared to movies and make billions of dollars, look at Netflix uh, think about how many subscribers they have, which is $100 million. Uh, the fact that they charge, I believe, $10 a month, and then you do the math about how much they make on a year, what is their annual yearly you know, worth, uh, which I'm not going to do that math right now, but if anyone wants to, go for it. Uh, but that is very, very important to Disney to understand that being an inter- entertainment, to go forward as an industry, which they've always been able to do, they need IPs. Well, Fox is trying to strictly go down to cutting to, you know, sports, uh, news, which they do a great job with. Everyone can uh, uh, agree with that. Um, And lots of other (laughs) things. Uh, But uh, they're trying to get rid of some of their properties. So Disney would be going for the IPs through stock to purchase such things to put on their streaming service, such as the the Planet of the Apes um, movies, uh, the Aliens movies, uh, the original, um, from the original trilogy, the original versions of the Star Wars films, which they still do not currently own, that the, uh, I forgot what the hell it's called, but those classic versions, obviously everything X-Men related, um, everything Fantastic Four related, and then they could either take the movies that are already present and go in through some changes right now and revert them over into uh, Disney that way, use the same characters, or just say screw it and start from scratch with Marvel, which would kind of make things a little bit hairy for things such as Deadpool, Logan, yada, yada, yada. You know, this is Disney. But apparently they would want to open up their own studio or, or, or something to be in charge of those said movies, much like they have Marvel and Lucasfilm. So there's all those type of avenues. Uh, it, it did fall through because apparently it sounded like Disney was trying to get greedy because then they all of a sudden started going after their sports aspects. Uh, and their news, and they cut them off because that would technically be a monopoly. And they also want percentage of Hulu, which I believe they own 30%. Don't quote me, but I know that Fox owns a large majority of the percentage of uh, of uh, that streaming service. So you could think, in a way, maybe instead of making their own streaming service, they just take over Hulu, uh, flip that, and make, you know buy out the rest of the rights because they would own the majority of the rights for Hulu, and let that be their online content um, plus everything that they can get there. So then they're making movies, they're making billions of dollars, and they have a streaming service making 
you know, ridiculous amounts of money every year. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, especially if Fox is trying to trim some of its stuff. But the biggest thing is Fox, and there's no merger. There's no, there's no, um, Disney's not trying to buy Fox. They're just trying to buy IP. So there's no merger between companies, which would be a huge monopoly. But this is not going on anymore. Based on that concept, though, let's go into this a little bit. Nick, give me your general thoughts about this whole entire thing when you heard about it. Um, it, it my initial thought was, well, we'll, well, let me back up a second. My initial thought was, holy shit, this means we're going to, that Disney would get back X-Men and Fantastic Four. And I was like, super cool. Like, that would be awesome. Um, and then I thought about Deadpool, and I thought about Logan, and I thought, would these movies have been made? But honestly, the thing is, it, it's not necessarily a moot point as to would they have been made, um, because there are other aspects. Uh, there's always the future to look at, and obviously desperation drives competition. Um, it drives um, risk-taking, and you know the best way to create the best art is through risk-taking and letting people uh, make something creative that doesn't fit a, a particular mold. Um, and Disney's very big on having a particular mold for um, the majority of their films. However, um, uh, you know, my, you know, when I thought about it a little more, I certainly think that it would make me nervous in the sense of, you know, would would there be enough uh, studios for, for people who pitch different ideas and have different concepts, whether it be film, whether it be television, uh, and, and we're not, and as you, you know, so uh, eloquently stated, we're not exactly sure what all of that pie was that Disney was trying to buy. Um, I obviously think a lot of it had to do with um, the reason that it wouldn't go through was probably a, a dollar amount and the fact that I'm sure Disney would love to buy, um, you know, FX and those kinds of things so they could put those shows on their streaming platform. And I was watching Futurama earlier today, and I think that that is a 20, 21st Century Fox-owned property. Um, so, like, even, like, little things like that, like, if if Disney could get the rights to Futurama and put all of Futurama on their streaming service, whether it be Hulu or their own or whatever, um, like that's just another, um, you know, another property that would get people to constantly watch their streaming service um, because that's just, that's just a high quality television show. Um, But nevertheless, I think that my nerves on the thing have, have, uh, on the whole issue have somewhat been, been calmed. Um, like I never really bought into the notion of monopoly um, because it is it is with you know the sense of legality they could not buy Fox News they could not buy Fox Sports um, because they already own ESPN they already own um, ABC and they have a news um, obviously they have a news station so that's that's kind of a moot point like they they would not be able to buy those um, so. You know, with that aside, the whole idea of a monopoly, um, I never really bought into that in particular. However, um, like I said, just the notion that 
you would have one studio with so much control and you would have another studio that doesn't have any, it's just one less studio for, for creative minds to have to go through. However, as you said, um, again, Dane, the fact that, yes, you would have another company own um, this studio, that doesn't necessarily mean that they would want to filter everything that they do through what they know is profitable for their own material. And when I say that, what, what I mean is this. Um, why would you want to buy something and then change it to be exactly like the product that you already have if the product that you already have is um, – it's yes, it's successful, but you don't want uh, necessarily competing uh, – you don't want to compete against yourself. You don't want to um, – uh, what's the saying? Uh, uh, cut your nose to spite your face, or whatever whatever the saying is. Um, cut off your nose to spite. Cut your, your grandma face. to spite. Wait, that's not it. it, it yeah, it's a, it's a grandma saying now. Um, but nevertheless, like I I think that they would approach this with a a sense of like we're gonna keep making Deadpool movies because they're profitable. We're gonna we're gonna consolidate and and carve out a niche um, for these type of movies, and we're going to allow ourselves to have the avenue to start making different kinds of entertainment so we can spread our footprint, um, so we can make, um, uh, we can make R-rated uh, Disney films, essentially. Like we can make R-rated films that uh, we own the rights to. I, I, don't, I really don't see why they wouldn't like, do that. Now, it doesn't mean that they would do that. They could certainly be like, no, we need to keep everything like a certain way, and we know this way makes us money, so we're going to do everything this way. That's certainly that possibility. Um, but I, I don't think that would be smart, and, and Disney does not strike me as stupid. Um, so I'm slightly trepidatious uh, with the whole notion of it, um, and, we'll, and a lot of that also, like I said, depends on all the ins and outs and what have yous of uh, what they would be buying. However, I do think that they're too smart to try to just keep generating content that would be the exact same as the content that they're currently creating. I just don't, I don't see them doing that. I think they would use that as an opportunity to, to um, start painting broader strokes and spread out and have different content and, and, um, more creative content and have a, uh, a subsidiary uh, company, if you will, um, that would be a, a really good avenue for that content. Um, and then one more thing, even if even if the um, even if it were the case that Disney would buy buy this, you know, buy all these properties and, and change everything over, um, and everything you know would kind of come consolidated and all that other stuff. The thing is, the the life always finds a way. I just watched Jurassic Park last night, so I'm just going to quote that. Um, it it really does. And there's a great studio out there that has just come on the scene maybe four or five years ago called A24. Um, they've done a lot of terrific movies. Um, very recently, they did It Comes at Night, which I thought was a spectacular film. Um, last year, they did... 
um, some some really weird films. I know, dang, you saw Swiss Army Man, and I saw um, the one uh, with Colin. Yeah, and I saw the one with Colin Farrell. Um, uh, lobster. The Lobster. Um, and, yeah, and and I don't think either one of us were like particularly big fans of those films, but they were they were ballsy and they were out there. And I think you will see more companies like that um, that spring up because of the necessity for creative people to make creative films. And so they won't have the budget that, you know, these, these huge films have, but you'll see more companies spring up the less big companies there are. And like I said, life finds a way film will find a way too. And I think it would just have to adapt and just, I guess I'm, I'm ever the optimist, but I don't necessarily think um, that it would be as bad as people maybe make it out to be. Um, I think it would just take a little bit of time for new avenues to be created, for um, artistic um, uh, endeavors to, to find uh, in order to um, basically create content that would be outside the realm of what your normal big-budget studios would, would want to pursue. <laughs> that was that was that was pretty incredible, man. No, I, I agree with you on a majority of that. Hey guys, we have a caller, so I'm gonna let him come on and ask a question real quick. Is it Todd? Well, hey, you're joining Todd. Geek Vibes Live. Who is this? It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Greg, Greg. You got a question? Uh, What's not up, Greg? really. A question. I wanted to also add to like what Nick was saying. I read an article, and I want to say it was in USA Today, but I'm not exactly sure, about what their the ideal plans for if they were buying out all of Fox Studios was they were wanting to keep it their own thing. And with FX and all that, they were buying content because they see how popular and how violent the next Netflix Marvel series is and how they're popular and they're getting away with it and they wanted a studio that is Disney backed but could get away with going the R rated without direct attraction to Disney that they were wanting to branch out with things like X-Men and stuff like that and you see uh, how New Warriors is coming out it's a horror movie Yeah, I I think I completely agree with you. I think that because you got to realize with the whole entire streaming capabilities, um, you know, we were just going about this. Everyone wants to know how is Netflix able to pay for a movie with age-reducing technology, uh, with Martin Scorsese directing and getting actors like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and Al Pacino to come in it. It's because they make so much money. You know, we we talk about with movies, you know, wanting to um, with, with movies wanting uh, to make a billion dollars, and that's not always, you know, the case. But uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal if you think about it, Juwan, um, just how amazing and incredible it is, like with streaming services, of how much they're making now. And that, that's, that's the whole reason. It's like movies aren't enough, if you will. It's like, well, screw that. We can make this much a month with this many subscribers. Might as well do that. How do you feel about all this, John? Um, 
I, I'd say I, I was more so a little confused, mainly because why would I ever want to give you anything else? I mean, it's not necessarily like they're struggling in any aspect, like, you know, they're, they're going out of business or anything like that. Why would I ever willingly sell you or, you know, or, or give you the right to these characters that are making me, like, a lot of money? Because um, Disney's the godfather. Make it I agree, you can't but I only... <laughs> Right, but let's not remember. Let's not. Let's not. I said let's not remember. Let's not forget. Sorry, Um, (laughs) Disney and and Marvel Studios don't own Spider-Man again. They're renting them. So I always imagined if this were to ever go down, it would be a partnership, not necessarily Fox. Like you know what, Legion makes us money, Deadpool makes us money, Logan just made us a lot of money. But you know what? You take it. I never, I never understood how that would ever come to be. I always imagined it'd be a partnership. We'd someday get what we always uh, dreamt of, which was the X Men uh, interacting with the Avengers at some point. Um, I, I never thought Fox would be uh, that idiotic to let Disney have their properties outside of Fantastic Four, to which I. I told you guys Phase 4 is, is the introduction of Fantastic Four, and I'll stay with that because uh, I, I believe one of the rules um, Marvel had when they distributed these characters was you had to, and Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, you had to create a film every within every four years or the rights or five, revert yeah. back to Marvel. Four or five, yeah. right. So it's been about maybe, what, three, four maybe going on five years since the last Fantastic Four movie. So I think three. a lot of this conversation, it's been three, Joel. Yeah. So we're going on four, or, or it's still part of the three, like three and a half? I'll check it. I'll okay, check it thank three, you. though. Uh, <laughs> it was released in 2015. I do think the conversation between the two is more so about what's coming from Fox over to the MCU. And I believe that is um, the Fantastic Four. I also believe the, uh, the mention of a Doom movie is going to come from the MCU. So I, I, I don't think um, Fox would ever sell its right uh, of its X-Men characters and stuff completely back to Disney, it just, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, business is, is going really well now uh, for them. They have successful TV shows. They have successful movies. People aren't laughing at their movies and thinking that they're crappy. Um, so it, it makes no sense that all of a sudden you're just like, you know what? You take it back. I think it'll end up being a partnership. I think the only thing Disney leaves with at the end of the day is full rights to the Fantastic Four, and the only deal that they strike is, um, well, besides that, is of a partnership down the line for a X-Men versus the Avengers or X-Men and the Avengers taking on the Super Skulls or something along those lines. But I don't think it'll be anything outside of that. But what do I know? I could be completely wrong. Uh, well, yeah, well, it was two years, not three it's it's been okay, two years, Juwan. Damn it. Okay. Um. So the, I thought it came out so yet. long ago. No, we you just. To it, I didn't even see the movie. <laughs> I, I I hope it came out a long time ago. But it, I did want to believe yeah. that that it came out like eighteen <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we can just we get can over only it. Hope. Too bad. 
how do you get four good actors or five good actors? I don't even want to get into this. Anyways, all right, so uh, talking more into it. Uh, from what I'm hearing, and I, I wish I would have been, you know, professional and written uh, what John Capia said exactly, but Fox, they're trying to downsize some of their properties because I, I don't know if, it, if it's they, they feel like they're spending too much money and not receiving or something like that, and they're trying to go into a completely different direction. Uh, it's something about this is actually – a meeting, if you will, of the two of them. Um, and, you know, Fox was searching for buyers and Disney answered the call, basically. Uh, so it's not about them giving the rights away. It's about them trying to consolidate and make a shit ton of money uh, just all together. So it, it's, a weird, it's a weird concept, but if, if the properties were to be put for Disney to, to, to own, I want to ask you guys now, too, if if we're if we're to say that somehow this happens uh, to some extent, would you prefer? Oh no 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 that's right I still haven't finished talking to everyone I'm sorry I'm I'm getting ahead of myself Joel <laughs> how do you feel about all this? I'm getting excited well, about the next uh, part. <laughs> all right well I'll try to get through this quickly. Uh, um, I had up. a mix of I'm sorry I'm too fat, too long. Um, I had a mixture of emotions. Uh, my first my first reaction was. Like, um, bullshit. That's bullshit. There's no way. My second emotion, like, right after that was like, fuck yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. And then my third one was like, oh, what's the catch? Because I was like, all right, this is too good to be true. What's the deal? Like, well, what's going on here? So I, I, was, I was just all over the place because I'm excited for it, but I'm also not that excited because I don't want it to interfere with what we got so far. But I've been wanting them all together forever anyway. I'm like, this will just work out in some, in some capacity. It'll make it work because Disney does that. So... For me, I, if we just end up with just the Fantastic Four, I'm a happy human being. I don't need anything else. I don't mind the X-Men universe being separate. Obviously, that would be awesome, and I would love to see it. And an, an Avengers vs. X-Men movie would be phenomenal. I would do. I, I'd love to see that, no doubt. Um, but I don't need to if it, if the, if it comes to that. If it's just all oh, we just walk away with Fantastic Four, right? I'm happy with just that. But if we do get the X-Men, and, this, and they should say they get the X-Men, and they keep it separate in their own bubble, like I think Greg was talking about, it's its own thing, uh, it's a different studio where they could do eight of our things, and maybe that's where they keep the X-Verse, and, and they can integrate the Fantastic Four part of it. And then down the line, they converge both universes in a different, like when they have the chance to put everything together, because you don't want to like meddle with what's going on right now. And I think that's the big thing, the, the thing that was worrying everyone, is you don't want to fuck with the R rating, and you don't want to mess with what you're doing as well with De- uh, Deadpool, Logan, and what they're doing um, with, with online TV with Legion and all that. And um, I understand the worries, but I think they would have figured it out if they would have acquired it. Because I wasn't even thinking about all the extra shit that they wanted. <laughs> I'm just worried about those assets, the Marvel assets. Disney owns Marvel, and Fox owns part of Marvel. I just want to see it all 100% complete one day. But as of right now, uh, just based on the fact that they do have talks that are dead, I just want them to re- 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 restart. Or maybe they surprise us one day and like, oh, we all got it all back or half of it or whatever. I'm just, I'm excited regardless. It's like all of a sudden, like they announce at, at uh, Comic Con, all of a sudden you see on the screen Secret Wars, and then like the characters from both the X Men universe and the Marvel universe underneath, and they're on a planet, and like you just like fall apart and you die, you know, just from happiness. Anyways, uh, Shannon. Right. <laughs> to me, everything that you know, we've, we've been tossing around and talking about, at least with Fox, I think Fox sees the writing on the wall as far as the film industry not making as much money, and so they're, they're trying to cash out on top. Um, do you agree with that assessment, and what 
overall did you think of when you started hearing about this possi- possibly happening, basically? Excuse me, I'm losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> but um, I think initially I was excited for the possibility, as everyone else was, with, with the X-Men being included in the Marvel Universe and having the Fantastic Four and all those possibilities. That's exciting. Um, one thing, though, that I, I keep thinking in the back of my head, and I'm a true believer of, is that competition breeds excellence. And if mm-hmm. this were to happen, what would be the competition from other companies to drive them to produce quality, good movies? Would it just be, like, the Justice League-type things? Because they already have all of Marvel. And like you said, competing with oneself is kind of a ironic thing to do. So what would be the driving force to keep the movies getting better and better and better? So that is one concern I would have um, if they were to own a good chunk of our superhero movies. They could very easily not do shit with it, you know? They could do whatever they wanted because if it's just Batman and Superman they like doing thing whatever they money. want. I know, I heard, but you got to keep growing and doing it. And you, I mean, to a certain extent, you have to grow and do something and become something. And if they just acquire something and they just sit on it, as a fan and a person who enjoys these things, what does that mean for me? You know, we talk a lot, what does that mean for the companies and, and this and that, but what does that mean for me? What am I going to get out of this? Am I going to get someone else making more money and not giving me what I want as a viewer, as a fan? Um or am I going to get exactly what I want and get some of the best superhero movies out there with heroes I've always dreamed of seeing together? It's It could go completely either way. And then another thing um, is, again, you know, they're going to own most of all the Star Wars, so that's the same argument with another universe. What's going to keep pumping out the good quality stuff if they're just going to eventually have themselves to compete with? And then I did have a question, because I am not sure about this. Would that deal also include things like Avatar and Planet of the Apes? Uh, Major movies, so yeah. It's possible. Yeah, so, you know, they're already acquiring those. Like, are they going to, like you said, are they just wanting to cash in and make money? Or are they wanting to actually continue anything and build something and keep something going? Because if they just want money, then I'm worried. Because they can easily do that and give us nothing for it. You know, because the Pirates of the Caribbean is already kind of getting drawn out. It's not making as much. It is still extremely profitable, but not near as what it used to be. So, like you mentioned, what is the purpose? Who's benefiting? Who's making the money? And who's going to benefit from it if it's not us as viewers and as fans who want all of these nice things, but... You know, what does that mean for me? That's what I want to know. And what does it mean for some of those franchises? Like you said, if all they want is money, I don't really feel very comfortable about that because at the end of the day, it's a business. That's all it is. It's a business. As long as they have money, they don't have to do shit. So that's my worry about it. And then also, I know they're very G-rated. They're very family-oriented. So I do wonder about the Deadpool franchise. And how that's going to happen. And any of the other content in their movies. How is the fact that it is Disney and they do have a reputation that they've built that has made them that much money. How is acquiring these other properties that have already been doing the things to the, their own horn 
going to affect their business model and their business deal to produce things that we already love and have already become successful. So, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's a lot of questions that we don't have answers for, but I think it could go completely 100% awesomely in our favor. We could have some rock star things coming out and amazing things coming from this, or we could get a whole bunch of bullshit. Like, I'm just waiting to figure out which way it's going to swing. Yeah, well, well and in, in the words in the words of Colin Sullivan, uh, Queen gives a fuck. It has a fucking bow on it. Like, um, <laughs> I, I got to throw out my departed reference there. Um, but I will let me just say this. I I think one of the really really awesome points that you bring up, Shannon, and it's I do agree with you here, is if if and I know Dane Dane, you and I have talked about this before as well. Um, if never, yes, we did. <laughs> uh, if if Marvel, if if Disney had had the rights to Fantastic Four and X Men all along, we would have never gotten Guardians of the Galaxy. We probably would have never gotten Ant Man. Um, that the whole MCU as we know it would be totally different, and we would not have this broad array of characters um, that we are so fortunate to have. Um, on our movie screens and, and on our, our, our television screens, you know, via Blu-ray or DVD. Um, but, I, again, I think for me, it just goes back to, it may be that, it, to me, it's definitely the case that that is how it would have been had it been that way from the start. But I think given the current <laughs> environment, and, and like I said, with my spiel, um, Disney is not stupid, you know they they see the profitable uh, success of Guardians of the Galaxy and what they can do with a property like that. They see the profit that that Fox made off Deadpool and off Logan and how much praise each of those films got. Um, I I think that that now would be almost the kind of pinnacle as far as the right time um, for all of this to happen because of. The, the people that are at Disney and they're, they're kind of smarts and uh, the fact that risks have already been taken and they've already um, bared fruit, if you will. Um, so Disney would see that and say, hey, like we, we have some examples here of, of how taking risks works and now we don't have to take those risks with our – MCU properties, we can take those risks with other avenues, and I think they would do that. And you are right that Disney is not stupid. They're they're not stupid. They didn't get where they are by making stupid choices. Uh They're not stupid, stupid. but they are powerful (laughs) and could potentially become even more powerful. And, to quote, with great power comes great responsibility. But responsibility to who? The shareholders or the fans? The shareholders. That's my biggest question, you know? Like yeah. I said, it's, well, it's, I it's a I... business deal. So we'll see where it goes, I guess. I think, I think, if anything, they're going to be doing things to appease us. But, I mean, when it comes down to everything, this is Disney. This is Fox. These are huge companies. So I hate to say this, but, yeah, their main thing is making money. 
Um, and if they can figure out a way, like Fox thinks that they cut their ties a little bit with the film industry and, and go for specific you know, avenues, they can make more money doing that in the long run, while Disney thinks that if they acquire a bunch of properties and make a streaming service, included rated R properties, so maybe you know, if they have Deadpool, they have an avenue for film on something. Um, so the whole entire concept, I think a lot of it is benefiting us. But, yeah, once again, I mean, it is Disney taking a chunk out of the competition. But they've been doing this for a while. And some of us have liked what they've done and some of us have not. Uh, but for the most part, I think that we can say that they've made us quality stuff. Uh, I'm just wondering now, moving into the next question I have for you guys, um, <clears throat> What do you think they should do with if if they bring the X Men? Fantastic Four is is different. I think we all think they should just reboot that and just start from scratch. Unless you don't and, and explain your case. But do you think Juwan brought up actually a really good concept when we talked about this originally on Monday about you know if if Dark Phoenix does well, it's supposed to be a two parter. If it does well, you could use a second movie to kind of integrate the characters, you know, into the Marvel MCU to some extent. Or if it does bad, you can use that as a way to say, all right, that's the last one, and then start over again. So going by that concept, would you rather, would you rather Disney get a chance to do their version of the X-Men or take the characters they've already established and use it as like a, maybe an event film or, or some way to pierce them within the MCU? Uh, Nick, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I, I'm kind of uh, in the middle on it, honestly. Um, and I think I've, I've told you this before. I, I think that they should keep Deadpool um, because it's separated enough from uh, the X-Men movies as we know them. Um, I think that they should do New Mutants and keep that as its own thing um, because that's another property that is, is separated enough. Um, at least it doesn't seem to be connected to um, the existing X-Men movies. Um, I think they could continue on with where we left off in Logan and do an X-23 movie. Um, it, it kind of in its, in its own universe, uh, if you will, um, or even possibly connect that uh, somehow. I mean, I feel like you, you, you would have to use cable um, as far as a, a way to connect that universe to this one. Um, but other than that, I mean, as far as the X-Men, I think they should just completely retool and reboot. I don't, I don't really care how Dark Phoenix does because I don't want to rely on the canon that Fox has set up for 17 years um, to be to, to, to use that to work into what they already have established with the MCU. Like, I would rather see uh, an origin film of Wolverine with Alpha Flight and have it be like a Wolverine versus the Hulk um, type feel and then introduce the Alpha Flight in it and then maybe you can branch off and do like a couple or maybe a trilogy of Alpha Flight films. Um, I would rather uh, see them stick a little more to canon and have things like uh, like Nightcrawler being the, the offspring of Mystique and Azazel. Um, like little things like that that they've kind of messed up along the way. Um, I Again, Rogue, um, I've always had a big problem with the way that Fox did Rogue. Um, I would much rather her be a little bit older and be... She doesn't necessarily have to be older um, because they can all be um, kind of teenagers, um, and I think that would be the best way for them to do it because that is the way that um, the X-Men were introduced. Um, but, you know, have her be like a, a, a Southern Belle from Mississippi. Um, 
and and you could do a, a rogue movie with um, Captain Marvel. You could do a storm movie with Black Panther. Um, you could have like a team up movie of Gambit and and uh, Ant Man, uh, like a heist movie. Um, there's just so many possibilities that they could do, and I wouldn't want them to limit their possibilities by trying to tie themselves into the the 17, 18, however many years it is, if this were to happen. Um, uh, way that Fox has portrayed those characters. But I think the the um the films that don't necessarily integrate themselves so much with the the core um X Men movies, i.e. your Deadpool, your New Mutants, um, things of that nature, I think you could get by with still having those exist just kind of within the MCU. I mean Hell, you know, they at the end of Deadpool they fight on a helicarrier. Like that could totally be worked into to the MCU. Um, so I mean, I, I think you just you you take what works, uh, kind of like what Star Wars is doing with with their uh, extended universe. You take what works, you leave what doesn't, but you don't let everything that Fox has done control what you're going to do in the future. Yeah, I, I like that. And uh, let's 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 pretend, you know. But maybe that is the where they're going to go with it. Uh, they're going to open up a studio, whatever it be called, and they're going to distribute the more rated R, you know, concepts like your New Mutants, uh, like Deadpool, like Logan, that don't really have a timeline and everything, um, and incorporate kind of like how, if you think about it, Nick, you know, Disney Marvel has the Netflix characters, and then Sony has Spider-Man that's a part of the MCU, but he'll have Venom as their kind of, you know, same, same type of concept. So if they could sure. do that, but then reestablish uh, the, the characters brand new for the X-Men, I always, I, I thought of this the other day, how cool it would be to like have the kids, have them as kids, maybe set in the nineties, you know, the, the main ones between Angel, Iceman, Beast, Jean Grey and Cyclops and Professor Xavier do their origin story and then cut to the future. Like they've been trying to keep themselves quiet or they've been like a myth uh, within that time yes. period and in the sequels, you know, you can call uncanny X-Men or something like that and include Wolverine mm-hmm. and, and so on. But um, I like both ideas because I still do like a lot of the cast members, a part of the old one, but maybe it's time to cut ways with Evan Peters and, and, uh, and Magneto, uh, you know, Michael Fassbender and all them. But, but um, speaking specifically about this, Joel, what would you do? I agree with Nick. <laughs> like uh, everything like was like Deadpool and, and New Mutants. Um, and even uh, the Logan, if they go farther with that X-23, kind of keep them where they are. They're all kind of very ambiguous in where they are in the timeline, and they don't directly connect with the X-Men movies that currently are on path, mainly because those movies are, like, back in time. Like, the the new, the new Dark Phoenix is going to be in the 90s, and that just conflicts with all the other timelines. So I prefer, just like what Nick was saying, that they do, after I guess they're done with their Dark Phoenix trilogy, reboot the X-Men and start anew in the uh, the MCU in some capacity and maybe have some type of uh, reverse House of M with Scarlet Witch, her in creating mutants instead of taking mutants yeah. away. You know what I mean? Something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love like that. that. <laughs> 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 we were Drop all waiting. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Was, <laughs> did y'all not hear the mic drop? Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I thought you I thought have said I anything, and then it would have been a mic drop. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> so I gotta himself. get that that, was... that clip. Juwan, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel? What, what way would you go? 
Um, I don't completely disagree with uh, with with what Nick said. I just in other I words, have a he strong. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just have a strong. <laughs> I just have a strong uh, issue with the idea of if I enjoy Dark Phoenix, that's that's it. Like if if Disney yeah. gets the rights to X Men after Dark Phoenix, if I enjoyed not only that, had a nice one. But the story that they've told. No, no, no. I'm not saying I, I necessarily need them to continue on uh, coming to Disney. I just would like, if you're telling me the Dark Phoenix, like, let's say we're all talking hypotheticals. Let's say uh, Fox knew that um, a deal is going to be made with Disney. So the Dark Phoenix was made to end everything. Like, it's, it's, it's a nice uh, ending to that cast that's been together, I want to say, for like, what, some four or five years? Then I'd be fine. But all right, that's <laughs> that's that's the goodbye. So I'd be fine with that. But if it's really, if I think it's really good, because um, this is just my opinion. If I think it's really good and I liked how everyone came together, Jennifer Lawrence didn't didn't uh, you know phone this one in again. Uh, <laughs> if it's really good, I'm gonna want to kind of another see reason why. Well, I, I, what I'm saying is, I just want to see the conclusion. Of it, if it's good, because like I said, I enjoy Olivia Munn comes back. Yeah, no, no. all the good I stuff. Enjoy, all the good stuff. <laughs> I enjoy Dane. I'm trying to make a, a a reason to why it shouldn't, and you're making me rethink it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Why you should? Michael Fassbender, uh, uh, James McAvoy, uh, Sophie Turner, Evan Peters. No, but I mean, Evan Peters. We, there are good reasons. When we uh, did the, Holt. When we did the, the live guy who video. played Cyclops is really good. Yeah. When we did the live video, I, I, I even said, and that's why I said I don't, I don't completely disagree with Nick. I even said uh, I don't see this cast as far as the OGs of the cast, your Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, Jennifer Lawrence. I don't see them sticking around past but you want. Dark beep, movie. Beep. Do you hear that? Beep, beep. That's Disney money trucks money. backing up in their long. <laughs> And, yeah, my, no, and, know, and, and dumping it on top of Michael Fassbender's castle in fucking Scotland. Like the whole but thing. I will <laughs> say, I will say uh, Nick made a really good point, though. Uh, I, I, I believe if Disney got the rights, they'd want to completely do their own brand new story. They wouldn't want to yep. have mm-hmm. to continue to tell uh, Fox's story, which makes complete right. sense. All I'm saying is I just want a conclusion of that saga uh, before it gets passed on to to Marvel, because to me it just feels so incomplete. If the Dark Phoenix is good, and then it's oh well, forget about that cast. We now have them as kids again, you know, even younger kids, and we're doing a whole yeah, Stranger like, Things kind of vibe with with the, you know what I'm saying? It just be so yeah, incomplete. Like if, the, if there's a post credit scene that like it leads into something else that never happens, and you're just sitting there like, but I want to know what was going to happen. Like, I want to see that. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, because we have no idea uh, what was in mind when they created the Dark Phoenix. So we don't know if they created it with the intent of that being the end of the story or if that was supposed to be one of a trilogy. So picture if it's supposed to be one of a trilogy and then Disney acquires the X-Men and now it's like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're completely recasting, whole new story, whole new world. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have an issue with that. I'd quickly get over it because, you know, Disney hasn't really done anything that I've hated as far as uh, the MCU. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. It would just feel so incomplete. But I did want to say a way to bridge both 
and then you can enter into the idea of recasting. I always said we have no idea, and Joel did make this really good point that I want to give him credit for. You'd have to kind of maybe possibly fast-track it, but I don't think they're that far off on Avengers 4. You could have it end to where uh, after they defeat Thanos, the Infinity Stones scatter, and one of the Infinity Stones gets into the hands of a Jean Grey Phoenix, and that bridges the gap between the two. Uh, there was a either you can go. There was a different reality that she's now bridged, or she's the X Men have always existed. We just haven't heard of them yet, um, and then that's how they come into the story. So there's so many great ways you could do it. Also, uh, the idea of them recasting, I'd love because I just it's between uh, uh, Mickelson, uh, what's his name, Mads, and uh, Michael Fassbender that I want for uh, Doctor Doom. So I'd love it if they mm, recast it Doom. and then brought in uh, Michael Fassbender as Doctor Doom. So I'd completely love that. So like I said, I'm not against the idea of recasting and recreating Nick. I just don't want it to be incomplete for you to do it. No, end it like Logan. Like end it with purpose. Like you. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah, have a first credit scene, and it just it it's just a, a great send off. And even if it's not a great send off, at least it's finite. Like I totally right, agree right. with you on that on that concept. Yeah, I like that's that. all Shannon, I asked for. I mean, would, would you rather? Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say, no, Shannon, no, no, uh, would... if, if it was. <laughs> go, John. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Every time I try to say I'm sorry, go ahead, Shannon. I interrupt you. Go ahead, Shannon. What What, what were you about to say, Dane? I'm sorry. Basically, would you rather them use the same characters and use Dark Phoenix as a launching point to get the Fox cast of, you know, Jean Grey, all all the people they've already cast, use that as a launching point to get them in the MCU or use that as a way to end that story arc of Fox's X-Men and restart them in Disney if Disney were to acquire the rights of the X-Men? If Disney gets the rights, blow the shit up and start over. Yeah. Woo. That's it. <laughs> <Start over. laughs> Woo. I'm all right. serious. It's gone uh, on long enough. I love it. Yep. I love some of it. I hate some of it. But if you're getting all new shit, just start over. Start Word. over. It'd be exciting if you do. Well, you can, you know? well, you can yeah. use Hugh Jackman, right? Like, now that Tom Hardy's off the table... Um, or at least I feel like he's. Hey, off he's the in Logan. Of, as long as you keep those movies separate, like we said, uh, you know, right. technically Logan. Yeah, I mean, is, they uh, would have to be kept yeah. completely separate. Yeah, but no. If we had one character, character, if there is we'll one character in the X Men movie that I yeah, would I want, I would love to see again, and that would be forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong, Lee Schreiber as Sabretooth. Because I couldn't get enough of that. I thought he was amazing, right. and by God, why isn't he there? One, yeah, one of my favorite parts. Yeah, well, he's just a—he's an underrated actor. I—I I, like. Yeah, I almost kind of wish they—I almost kind of wish they—they they had used him as they originally intended in the in the Logan film. Um, even though I love it, I mean, it's my favorite comic book film of all time. But it would have been cool to see Lee F. Schreiber, who was one of the bar none most redeeming qualities of X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Yes, it was. He was fantastic. So blow it all up, but save him. All right, well, I have a question for you guys real quick before we move on. This is more of like a yes or no. You can go into a little bit of detail. Uh, Basically, if Fox, if they have this merger, and now we have working with Disney, we have Spider-Man now available to some extent. Their character's branching off somewhat 
you know, a part of it. They have their Netflix stuff that they're doing. And now maybe possibly the Fox characters coming into everything. Do you think if, if this happens, and there's a lot of ifs involved in this whole entire thing, and if the DC movies continue to do well and they, they stay along the same uh, chronology and, 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 and keep on progressing, uh, and the television universe does the same thing, do you think this might prompt DC to try to have a crossover crisis-like event with their different uh, you know, versions of those characters? Have like a crossover at least with the CW characters I could see in the future? Or do you think that's still not something that DC would want to try? Uh, Juwan, real quick. Um, I'll say this. I'd like the idea of it, but I hope they don't do it because, like I said, there's, the DCEU is literally just started, just kicking off, and you're adding way too many different things to it. Uh, the CW is well-established on its own. Uh, I wouldn't want it this quickly, but I would love it down the road. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joel. Uh, same. I'm I'm with Jawan. Not right now. Maybe in the future, but as of right now, no. Okay. I guess I guess the question more should should be, uh, do they have more of a reason to do it within the next like five no. years, if you will, or or later? I say no. No. Uh, Shannon. And I think, like John said, um, <laughs> you but can't that, build a house if you don't have a foundation, and DCU is just building their foundation. Uh, um, I will say that is a very <laughs> good point, Shannon. Um, but I will say this: uh, the CW shows do have a foundation, um, and I think there's a lot that can be done there that would be really, really cool. And I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really watch the CW shows as all of you know. Um, but I mean, I think yeah, it would be really fan, cool. <laughs> no, no. But here's the thing, though. Coming from somebody who doesn't really watch the CW shows, um, but knowing what I know about comics and the Infinite Earths and everything else, um, I think it could work in the sense of um, bolstering the amount of people who maybe are just passive moviegoers. And if you, you, you get this kind of crossover event that would like be this huge ordeal um, to, to potentially get some people... Um, maybe involved in the television shows who really don't care, like me. Um, so I think that, <laughs> I think there's a lot. I think I, no, I think there's a lot that could be done with that. And um, I, I get the fact that it could be too early. But the thing is, with Flash, like anything can be summed up, reversed, um, you know, uh, nipped in the bud, whatever. Like. It wouldn't necessarily have to be like a long, huge event. You could literally do a Flash movie. Like maybe let's say the second Flash movie, they do that. And like they have like all of these different characters that come in and everything else. And it kind of maybe acts like Civil War did for Marvel. But instead of that, it is like a, a, a film with all of these different um, variations of these different characters, and they all meet on this, the I guess whatever Earth number the cinematic universe is. I'm not, I'm not positive of that, um, but no, I mean mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential there, and I think I think it's important for DC to try to um, make itself stand out and 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 try um, different things that, than uh, than uh, Marvel and, and Disney. 
Um, and that would be something that they could try. And if it doesn't work, it's just one movie that didn't work. It's not like it's going to cost a shit ton to get all of those TV actors to come in and play small parts. Um, so, I mean, I do kind of like the idea. I think it could really work. And, you know, maybe that's even if it does work, maybe that could lead down the line to, to Marvel saying, oh, well, that really works. Let's Let's maybe put Daredevil in a Spider-Man movie, or let's maybe, you know, put well, the Punisher in uh, a Captain America movie. Uh, there's there's a lot of potential there, and I think somebody's got to break the ground on it. And if I'm if I'm or if I'm Warner Brothers in DC, why not me? Is what I'm saying. Well, my biggest issue to that is the question Dane was asking was if Fox in the MCU have an event. Um, and Dane, don't let me put words into your mouth. This, if this wasn't what you were saying, please let me know. Um, but if they, if Fox and, and MCU do it, um, how would we feel about the DCEU and the DC Television doing it? So if you're telling me it's kind of a reactionary, well, to no, 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 no. That's that's okay, not what I was ahead, trying to ahead. say. I was. I was saying that if if Marvel now has all of its cookies in one bowl, that was a really horrible. If Marvel has all the characters in one place, would that prompt DC within the next like I don't know six years to figure out a way to be able to use all their characters in one movie, since they're known for having their crisis movies that bridge gaps between their different worlds, basically. I didn't, I don't think I stated it that well, but I definitely wasn't saying a reaction. It was more of like, well, I guess that would be a reaction, still, wouldn't it? I guess, but I didn't, I didn't read it that way because I know you've been talking about this for a long time. Um, yeah, and no, 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 no. I, like, I, I'm not I just saying think, that. I think there's a lot of my, pros to it. My biggest problem is we do know how reactionary Warner Brothers is, and that's Absolutely. my biggest problem with them is yes. if, if a trend is happening or if an issue is happening, they get really nervous and they mess things up. So I don't want it to yeah. be because the yeah. idea of well, someone else is doing it. But if there's a lot of variables in it, Juwan, because you got to think about it. This is if DC can make sure that it gets structured enough for things to work out like that. And that's right. like the biggest what if ever. But I mean, right. could they? Well, yes. And they could just do like little things like like have a scene where the flash pass in a movie just for like a, a split second or have uh, Ryan, um, whatever his name, not Ryan Adams, but the guy who plays fucking uh, Constantine, play Constantine in movies and just know that he goes between you know, universe, just little things setting up to kind of bring it to there. Matt and uh, they could, it's, or they could. It's, I will say this before we get into our last topic. It's very doable, and I think we all at some point want to see it. I just want them to I want to, to see an anti-monitor, damn it. Exactly. But I want, I want to be able to confidently say the DCEU not only has been running smoothly, but it's been providing us nothing but good movies. So when they announce an event like that, I don't go, well, damn, your last movie wasn't that good. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I want to go. Yeah, they're about as smooth as Woody Allen. That's all I'm Mm. saying. If there's structure there, like, because I think Wonder Woman has started the base to creating structure. So if Justice League, if, you know, if it's, if it's well, not even if it's well received, because we know it's going to make a lot of money, but if it's a good movie, then we can go forward saying, all right, Aquaman should be good. 
Flash should be good. There is a there is a. And then we're getting those Watchmen stuff. television show on HBO. Exactly. That should be great. Exactly. Bridge the two between the television world and the movie world. I can go. Well, I've loved the foundation the movie world has established, so I'm all for that. But right now, the best thing I have to go off of until Thursday when I see Justice League is Wonder Woman. So I, that can't be the only foundation that you have. And then, you know, I'm supposed to be good with the idea of five or six years from now, a a crossover event. I want to make sure the movie, because the TV foundation is great. It had a few hiccups, but that's great. I want the movie foundation to be just as good as the TV foundation is, so I know what I'm looking forward to. Right now, that is way too far for me to look forward to that. I, I agree. I, I totally agree, but my thing is this. I feel like Dane's question, um, it, it would, in, in my opinion, if you're looking five or six years down the road, it would almost have to go without question that the DCEU is successful at that point because if they're not successful five to six years down the road, there's not going pathetic. to be a DCEU. Like, it's going to be something different. It's not going to be what it is. So, like, it's... It, the way I look at the question is, is should DC kind of um, beat Marvel to the punch as far as implementing their TV world into their film world, and how can that work? And I think it could work brilliantly if they all come together and, and make it work well. Come together. It's like the so song like of the said, Justice League. There you go. Definitely could, I did that on purpose, like I said, by the way. Ha- uh, Steady no, Foundation is what you start with um, But let's get into our last topic uh, Before we end the show With Justice League coming out This upcoming week Finally Thank God um, <laughs> And the the reception Being relatively uh, Positive for, uh, for Justice League You haven't heard really that That many outstanding negative reviews of the movie so far, which is really, really, really good. Uh, even though that wouldn't have swayed us either way, honestly, uh, we're smarter than the average people that allow that to sway them. Um, we're dumber. But I want to go around. I want to go around. Um, Joel, I'll start off with you. What are your expectations for this movie that comes out this Thursday? Well. I would have to say my expectations are kind of where they were before the reviews came out. <laughs> so uh, luckily the reviews didn't change my expectations. I kind of had a feeling it was going to be a certain way. And then the reviews came in and it, it kind of played out exactly how I imagined it would, except probably a little better. I was just, I was just nervous. I was so nervous. Like the 12 o'clock was coming and I was looking at the clock and I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to be terrible. My heart's going to like freaking, I'm just like, my heart's pumping. And I'm like, I just don't want it to be bad because, like, when the BVS reviews came out, it was such a downer for a movie I've been hyped up to, like, high degrees to go watch and to, like, watch everybody just trash it was depressing. <laughs> so um, when this came out and it was, like, relatively positive, uh, I was excited. I was excited I'm st- and I'm still excited because I, I am looking forward to this movie and I remain excited for this movie and I, I, it's the most anticipated movie of the year for me. I've been waiting many, many years to see the Justice League in live action. So it's it's like a dream come true. And I just want them to hit it out of the roof. I mean, I, I just, I'm excited. I'm not, But I'm also tempered. I know, like, I know it has its issues. I know that it's not a perfect movie from what I'm hearing. 
which fine, I get it. But I know at least I'm going to probably enjoy it. So I'm excited, and I can't wait to go see it on Thursday night like the rest of y'all. So, yes, Justice League, uh, super, super excited. Yeah, we know the level of positivity out of you, Joel, is uh, through the roof. So we know you'll definitely yeah. find a way to like it, even if you don't like it. Um, Shannon, I'll tell you, you if I don't like it, though. For Justice League. No, you will. You will. I'm just joshing you. Uh, Shannon, what are your expectations for the Justice League? Um, my expectations is that it is able to deliver a movie that makes me believe in the Justice League as a team without all of them already having their own trilogy movies before going into it, like the Avengers. We all already had tons of movies for them before, solo movies before we got them as a team. So we already had feels for them. And I was always a DC fan first and foremost all my life until the Marvel movies came out. So I feel kind of like, you know, I sway more toward that side. So my expectations is that they make me fall in love with the team without having a lot more history to go on. So they have a lot, to me, they have a lot of work to do in the two-hour time frame of the movie being on the screen. And so my expectations are pretty high. They got to nail it. They got to not suck. It's got to be a great movie. I know a lot of the reviews, they say, oh, it's fun, it's fun, it's fun. You know, fucking Lego movie was fun, too. And it's not really, you know, I, I need something real. Hey, don't talk shit about the Lego movie. Yeah, Lego words, man. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Right? Exactly. Everything's awesome. Like, of course it's going to be fun. It's a damn superhero movie. It's going to be fun. But I want it to kick ass. Well, I want it to make so my jaw drop. I want it to make me say, yeah. hell yeah, that's the damn superhero team. I don't want to walk away saying, yeah, Wonder Woman and Batman were about as cool as I thought they'd be. And The Flash had some cool things that he did. You know, I want it. I have high expectations for this movie because I want so bad for DC to get on the same level as Marvel movies. I want it so bad. And they got to nail it. So I have really high expectations for this movie, just purely based on them being able to be a good team without it being sticky or forced or phoned in and it just being more individualistic. Like the scenes with Aquaman are really cool, but when they're all together, they don't really know how to act together. So that's my biggest expectation is they got to nail it as a team. Otherwise, there's no point. Yeah. Listen, uh, it's hard. It's hard to disagree with that. Um, we just want it. We just want the content of it to be really good. Uh, I, I will agree with you on the idea of fun, not necessarily being the most important thing. I'm looking for this movie to uh, fucking hate the word me. fun. Uh, <laughs> fun is just such a cringeworthy word. <laughs> When you know what? Let's take the words "fun" movie. and "dour" out of describing comic book movies. You assholes! God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a fun movie. Nick. Mm. Nick, what are your uh, what are your expectations for Justice League? And don't say fun. Dane's already on edge. Yeah. No, I, I won't. Either. I won't say it. I won't say it at all. Um, but I'm glad you went to me next because I I think it's a an interesting contrast to Shannon's expectations because I have very low expectations for this movie. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, I really do. I mean, I, I hated 
you you guys know I hated Batman vs Superman. Um, and I actually enjoyed Suicide Squad when I went and watched it because my expectations were so low. Um, and then <laughs> upon repeat viewing, I was like, wow, how did I ever, like, how did I enjoy this the first time I saw it That's in a movie theater? Like, this, this, is, this is worse than Batman vs. Superman. But my expectations were so low. And it was um, enjoyable. Uh, um, did you see how I got around that? That was a synonym for fun. Hey, I didn't say it. Hey, hey, Juwan was specific about not saying a particular word. I didn't say the word. Um, but no, no, nevertheless, like I did see Wonder Woman um, recently. I did not see it in theaters, but I saw it like about a month ago. It's a very, very good movie. I'm not expecting it to be. uh, I'm not expecting uh, Justice League to be as good as Wonder Woman because. And I think, Shannon, you you pointed it out very well. Like, they have a lot to cram into two hours of a movie. they got to establish a villain. they got to have, like, a a story arc of how Bruce Wayne rounds up these characters. they got to develop this team. There's a lot going on here. It's not unthinkable that it could work, but it is is way more tasking than what Wonder Woman was. Um, Because of really, in Wonder Woman, you have two characters. You have Steve Trevor and you have Wonder Woman. So uh, I am not expecting it to be that good. Um, And if it's not as good as Wonder Woman, I'll be all right. Um, I just want it to be better. I want it to be a little better than Man of Steel. And if it's a little better than Man of Steel, I will be totally cool. Like, that will be totally fine with me. Because um, I enjoy Man of Steel, I think it's a it's a reasonably good movie. It's got uh, some uh, some editing problems, um, as Zack Snyder um, a, a lot of times does, um, but it's a pretty decent movie. Um, and I think if it hits that mark, I'll be totally fine, and I will enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah, uh, Nick, just to warn you ahead of time, uh, Kanan is typing gunshot emojis and knives. I don't know what that means, but I think he's threatening you. Um, yeah, that's all right. Don't bring it on. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. We do know if Kanan was here. He's like, what? What? Yeah. You guys got to be kidding me. He wouldn't say I mean, like that. I mean, I, 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 will, I will gladly share someone who's a video of someone who's very much smarter than me breaking down the editing flaws of Man of Steel to Kanan. Yeah, we Steel. don't. We won't um we won't disagree with that. Uh I think I'm the <laughs> rare person who actually enjoyed Man of Steel more than Wonder Woman. But Dane, what are your expectations Whoa. for <laughs> Justice League? Uh I agree with you on that last sentiment. I think they're pretty much neck and neck, but I like Man of Steel a little bit better than Wonder Woman. Bring it. I don't care. Thank you. Anyways, you know I, gotta say, I am terrified. You are crazy. Yeah. I'm, I am I don't, I, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> don't go watch a big Lebowski and shove it up your ass. Um so what was I gonna say? <laughs> hey. I'm terrified. I am terrified, guys. You know, uh, I, the last time when I saw BVS and I saw Suicide Squad in theaters, I got the indigestion feeling that I had when I ate some, some banana bread that was on my grandmother's counter when I was like four, and that made me hallucinate. So I don't really want to feel that ever again. There's so much Pepto-Bismol. I can't take this stuff anymore. So all I'm asking is for the movie to at least be good. Is it, is it so fucked up for me to ask? Let it be as good as Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Then I've trashed shit out of yeah. the movie. The, the, the reaction from the critics have not been bad, and I don't know why the fuck the DC fans are freaking out. 
Most of them are saying, hey, there's a lot of plot yeah. issues, but it's still a very enjoyable movie, and the character development's really good. If, if, you, if you didn't think there were, might be plot issues, I don't know what the hell you expected from the last three to four DC movies. But, hey, they're getting it together. I hope it's a fun film. I'm going to be seeing it soon. And that's all I really have for it. That's, that's my expectations. I, I want it to be amazing, but, you know, based on the past, I'm expecting good standouts with characters like The Flash and Aquaman. But I'm not going to think it's going to be the end-all, be-all. I think it's going to be setting up a bigger movie with Darkseid, which I hope to be even bigger, because that's what I have to do as a DC fan, is hope that the next will be better than the last. Yeah, same here, man. That is literally the only sentiment you can have. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we, all, we all want this movie to be good. Just some of us aren't expecting this movie to be good. So that's pretty much the... The, the bottom line of, of our expectations of this movie. We, we want it to be well, uh, to do well, I'm sorry, uh, because we want DC EU to have a very bright future because we all love their characters so much, and we kind of want to mm-hmm. see what more they can do with them. So they cannot afford for this movie to not be good. Um, so we're just really excited to see this movie this week. Um, cannot wait. Uh, also... Dane, I'm glad you agreed with me. Uh, Joel, Nick, me and Dane are going to discuss how we can maybe make that Man of Steel versus Wonder Woman either a topic Bring for the page the or for the on. show at some point. Bring uh, it oh, on. Like, I will totally debate the fuck out of that shit with you guys. We're gonna, Shannon, oh, we're gonna Shannon real quick. Shannon, what are your thoughts? Wonder Woman or Man of Steel? Which is the better film? Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. Thank okay. you. We like this, Dane. Dane, we are at our best when the odds are stacked against us. So we're completely fine with that. Um, so we'll get back to the of idea ghosts. of that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll get back to the idea of that. That's going to be a lot of fun, uh, mainly because <laughs> both sides have people that love to debate. Uh, so that's definitely going to be a very fun conversation. <laughs> are you saying I'm an asshole? <laughs> I did not mean you, Joel. I meant Nick. <laughs> you, I, I can already see you're going to sit there, Joel, and just go, oh, I kind of like both. Oh, Wonder Woman's a little better. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Right. Your it's argument. exactly like, like the truth. Like, Joel, Joel would be, like, the person who's on my team, and he would be, like, agreeing with you guys as you're making points. Exactly. And I'd be like, fuck Joel, Joel come on, dude. He would continuously just be like, well, I can see where Dane and Joanna are coming from. Whoa, who's right. team yeah. on? Yeah. Because there's a meeting. Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. What? It's good. <laughs> I do know it's who will be on our side, though, Dane. Uh, Kanan is a huge Superman fan, so I could definitely see Kanan leaning to our it. side purely because. Oh, uh, let's, let's get his rage going. <laughs> let's get yeah. his rage going, exactly. Yeah, uh, but this is another great show, guys. Uh, stay tuned. We have so much in store for you this upcoming week. Um, stay tuned. I will be doing that giveaway of the Gillette package of uh, the Justice League shaving kit. Uh, I wanted I'll to wait till the week of. <laughs> I wanted to wait till the week of Justice League. Um, ladies, do not worry. They do have a Wonder Woman uh, kit, so it's not just all men. <laughs> Women can be in this in this contest also. Um, so stay tuned. We have so much in store for you guys. Uh, make sure you go out. See Justice League uh, Thursday night so you can spend all day Friday binge-watching The Punisher. 
So when we yeah. talk about both on Sunday, you are not left out of the loop world yeah. for any of you. Um, big big so, show Sunday. Punisher kills the DC universe. <laughs> huge show. It's going to be a huge <laughs> show Sunday. Also, very quickly, uh, huge shout out to Dane for his interview with one of the cast members of Punisher. We also have a written review coming out with another yeah. cast member of the Punisher this week. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, thank you yeah. again, Netflix, for uh, getting us these guests and contacting <gasps> us. And we will talk to you guys same time, same place, next week. And we sell shaving kits in No Shave November because we're rebels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn right. Oh, shit. I'm Fuck the machine. Joel definitely special. Sure. Peace. Peace out. Oh, that's a rock.